Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Today we decided to talk and mostly read about something interesting. Inshallah, you will discover it during the podcast. Listen carefully and concentrate because I am reading news articles about that mysterious thing which is mysterious for now and discussing it. Assalamu alaikum everyone. We are back again. Hopefully all of us are fine. This is the fourth episode of External World. Today, inshallah, we are going to talk about one really important and at the same time interesting thing, which nowadays people reflect upon questioning themselves on themselves to inject that thing or not. Can you guess what that is? It is a vaccine. We are going to talk about vaccines of Oxford or AstraZeneca, China and Russia. So for today's episode, we uh, couldn't bring our friend Arnold because he wasn't free. But we brought another guest, uh, which we talked to uh, on the third episode. His name is Afif. Afif, are you there? Hello guys, salamu alaikum. Uh, nice yeah, to see you again. Okay, well, guys. So yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you, Mar. Mm-hmm. Afif. Uh, so guys, everyone, in this episode, we are just going to read articles and uh, during reading, I will ask some questions or Afif uh, will ask me some questions if we will have. Yeah, and so let me start. In November 2020, the world received the exciting news that the first COVID-19 vaccines were ready to roll out. And as of now, nearly 7.25 billion doses have been pre-purchased by countries and organizations around the globe. 7.25 billion doses. Can you imagine that? It's a, it's a really big deal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then and, you know, yeah, think, um, in the list of countries ho- which pre-purchased uh, vaccine dose, I can see your country, Indonesia. Your country has bought three hundred thirty-eight million doses. Yeah, as I know, yeah, your country you're right. has two hundred million people, citizens, right, Afif? Yeah, it's almost 270,000, you know. Million. Yes. Okay. 270 million people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me go on. As a, percent, as a percentage of total dollars sold, high-income countries have bought almost 40, 54% equating to 4 billion dollars. Meanwhile, low- and middle-income countries have purchased just over 23%. Notably, Canada has reserved the highest number of doses per person compared to any other country, having ordered over 350 million vaccinations for a population of just over 38 million people, equating to 9 doses per person. It's a really big number. Um, 
Canada has just 38 million citizens and it has both 350 million vaccinations. I think Canada is going to share its vaccines with the USA too. Yeah, Allah knows better. The Oxford University vaccine is the most popular so far with over 2.5 billion doses sold. The academic institution together with AstraZeneca is do doling out 500 million vaccines east to India and the US, as well as 400 million to the European Union. Yeah, here I can see highlights and the CDC trusted source advises certain individuals not to get specific vaccines. Mm -hmm. Different vaccines have different components. Each vaccine can affect you differently. Individuals with a com compromised or compromised immune system are typically advised to wait. People who have experienced allergic reactions to a particular vaccine are generally told to avoid follow-up dose. Afif, do you have any allergy? Yeah, of course, I have an allergy. Mm, on what? Know? Yeah, uh, like when I eat uh, like a seafood, so <laughs> I got like itchy on my skin. Oh, I see. But listen, uh, do you like seafood? I like seafood, but I can't uh, eat that. Mm. Mm. I see. Yeah. Well, uh, so now I was going to read about the Oxford or AstraZeneca vaccines. Yeah. I think the AstraZeneca and Oxford vaccines are, yeah, it's, it's the same vaccine, but I mean, Oxford and AstraZeneca are different companies. Okay. Yeah, the, the Oxford uh, vaccine is made in, ma made by Oxford University professors, I think, and AstraZeneca is just a company, I guess. Yeah. So let me continue reading the article. The Oxford or AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine is still being reviewed. The UK's medicine agency has said emit reports that those could be ready by 28th December. It's thought that the medicines and healthcare products regulatory agency, in short, MHRA, will give the vaccine the green light at some point during the week of 28th December triggering its immediate rollout by the by the by the NHS. But Whitehall sources said that while they hoped the vaccine would be available that week, it was by no means certain and the authorization could be delayed until the beginning of January. The delay has caused frustration in Whitehall and the NHS with the vaccine taking much longer to meet approval that the Pfizer vaccine, which was rolled out in the UK last week. Afif? You know, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about voting in the USA? 
Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. for example, if you had a chance to vote for Biden or Mr. Trump, whom would you choose? <laughs> um, I, I have to figure out it because, you know, it's talking about uh, the society. So, yeah, I just try to, you know, analyze that first. But I will vote if give the benefit to the society. I see. So it depends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this depends on it. Okay. If the delay, yeah, oh, yeah, complications around the results of the initial trial unveiled by the University of Oxford last month appear to be to blame for the delay with data from the university giving a range of different results of, for efficacy of the vaccine. Data from the university suggested that the vaccine has 62% efficacy when one full dose is given followed by another full dose. However, when people were given a half dose followed by a full dose at least a month later, its efficacy rose to 90%. This results this results in an average efficacy of 70.4%. A report in the Daily Telegraph said the MHRA, that is Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, would authorize the vaccine on 28th or 29th December after final data on the vaccine's performance is submitted to the MHRA on Monday. Large-scale testing sites, including football stadiums, would be opened in the first week of January to allow the biggest mass testing program in the UK so far, the newspaper said. But an MHRA spokeswoman said, our rolling review of the, of the Oxford or AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine is ongoing. Our process for approving vaccines is designed to make sure that any COVID-19 vaccine authorized meets the expected high standards of safety, quality, and effectiveness. Any vaccine must undergo robust clinical trials in line with international standards with oversight provided by the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency and no vaccine would be authorized for supply in the UK unless the expected standards of safety, quality, and efficacy are met. Professor Sarah Gilbert, who has led the design of the vaccine at the University of Oxford, said on Friday that she hoped the vaccine was not too far off. She said the results of the vaccine test had been positive but also intrigued researchers and immediately led to those of wanting to do more work. It wasn't quite the climax that it might have been, she said, but we are very happy with the way the vaccine is performing, really looking forward to the point of where people can start to be vaccinated outside of clinical trials. Obviously, I can't prejudge that moment. The regulators have to be given their time to make their decisions, but I really hope that moment isn't too far off. Martin Marshall of the Royal College of GPS Chair said that approval of the Oxford vaccine could speed up he 
the, the, the distribution of the coronavirus vaccine in care homes. At the moment, we are dealing with this Pfizer vaccine, which is difficult, he told the BBC radio uh, for today program on the assumption that we are going to get approval for the for the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is much more familiar because it's much more like the flu vaccination, then I think we will be able to roll out at a much faster pace. But certainly over the next few weeks and next couple of months, we expect all care homes to be covered. Okay, this is the end of article for AstraZeneca and Oxford vaccine. Oxford. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Russian one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Russia has begun its official mass vaccination program against COVID-19 using the country's Sputnik V vaccine. The vaccine was developed by the state-run Gamaleya Institute and is 91.4% effective based on interim late-stage trial results. Named after the Soviet satellite that triggered the space race, Sputnik V has been used to inoculate 200,000 people considered at risk across Russia, home to 145 million people to date. There was first registered for emergency use in August, making Russia the first country in the world to approve a vaccine for widespread public use. The regulatory approval came ahead of large-scale clinical trials and drew warnings from scientists at home and abroad who said data from tens of thousands of people were needed to ensure the safety and effectiveness of the jab. The Kremlin has given assurances that Russians will be first in line to be vaccinated while Moscow continues to discuss international supply deals. For Russian citizens, inoculation will be free of charge, but there are reports that he, as in most other countries, the government will have its work cut out in trying to convince people to accept the vaccine amid hesitancy and a rising anti-vaxxer movement. You know, Afif, um, I think um, Russia approved its vaccine really early because yeah. um, I think it appeared just one or one mm -hmm. and a half month ago. Yeah. Mm. And it's so, so fast, you know, uh, because after like the president, uh, the president of Russia, Putin said that they, he, they will release the vaccine. So yeah, yeah all of the media, you know, like said, how come that's so fast? Actually, they have to do some test first, even about uh, for the health population. Yeah. But we can yeah. see that the level of confidence of Russia that's really high than other countries to mm -hmm. release the new the vaccine. And then they have a plan to sell the vaccine to other countries. Yeah, and they, they once said, said that um, they, they were going to uh, produce uh, vaccines massively on October and... Um, Supply to other countries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Sputnik V is delivered in two shots, administered 21 days apart and in liquid form. It must be stored at minus 18 degrees Celsius or below. But a freeze-dried version can be stored at normal freeze temperatures of two, uh, from two to eight Celsius. It's mm, equal to thirty-six from thirty-six to forty forty-six Fahrenheit, according to the Gamaleya Institute. It's a so-called viral vector vaccine, meaning it employs another virus to carry the DNA encoding of the necessary immune response into cells. Each dose is based on different viral vectors that normally cause the common cold. Like other front-runner vaccines, phase three for Sputnik V is yet to be completed. Studies are ongoing in Russia, Belarus, the United Arab Emirates, Venezuela and India. This stage is a large trial involving thousands of people to prove the vaccine protests people. Sputnik V used a similar approach to the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, which in time trial data suggests could be up to 90% effective. While Sputnik V used human adenovirus vectors, Oxford AstraZeneca is made from a weakened version of a common cold virus that causes infections in chimpanzees. AstraZeneca announced it will partner with the Gamalay Institute to test whether combining the vaccines could result in better efficacy than two doses of the same one. Trials are set to start by the end of the year. Russia's sovereign wealth fund, the RDIF, wants to produce the new jointly made vaccine if it proves effective. More than 50 countries have made requests for more than 1.2 billion doses of Sputnik V, said RDIF, which funds the vaccine. Supplies for the global market will be produced by RDIF partners in India. China, Brazil, South Korea, and other countries. You know, I know that India and Brazil were the first countries to to make a contract uh, for for supply of Russian vaccine to their countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I think, two or three months ago. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, my friend also talked about the government, especially from Brazil, mm-hmm. they will get the vaccine on January. Yeah, and they need, you know, especially India needs a lot of vaccine because, you know, uh, I heard that um, they, the virus there is spreading very fast and their population is really big. Uh, they yeah. have 1.3 billion uh, of citizens, yeah, and yes. that makes a problem. Yeah. yeah, to make the vaccine available for everyone, yeah, that's why it's hard. Yeah, maybe the government, you know, they didn't have like anything to do without waiting for the vaccine. 
mm-hmm. so maybe is one of the solution for the country that's why i told you before about developing country with a huge population sometimes uh, if we compare with the developed country uh, maybe it's still small uh, percentage to get the vaccine and then the case you know uh, coronavirus in developing country is so huge if we compare with the developed country yeah, yeah. that's why the government just try to get the vaccine as soon Sooner. as possible yeah i see you know anyways um the protection should be provided at the same time that's what i heard and it's really important yeah yeah well um if the vaccine will be sold to the international market at less than 10 dollars per dose oh it's, okay yeah it's really cheap uh, much more cheaper than english and american Mm, vaccine dose yeah. yeah but the society still think about it because the coronavirus attacked the country so they got a the problem with the economics yeah. I don't know if they try to measure about the, the capability of the society to buy the vaccine mm-hmm. without uh, like uh, by helping you know uh, from the government I don't know they can do it or some people can be protest about uh, the the price I guess. I see. Yeah. So um, by comparison of Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna's two dose vaccines cost about 20 and 33 dollars per dose respectively while Oxford AstraZeneca is available at a much cheaper price of about four dollars per jab reports al jazeera oh yeah okay let's now move on to the chinese one yeah it's interesting where is the the virus come from so let's hear from brother umar yeah well yeah it's just an article and you know It's a trustworthy source. Yeah. China is preparing for mass production of COVID-19 vaccine said National Health Authority on Wednesday. Zheng Zhongwei, director of the Development Center for Medical Science and Technology of the National Health Commission, in short, NHC, told the Xinhua News Agency that related institutes promoting phase three clinical trials on domestic developed, developed vaccine candidates strictly following laws and regulations and international standards to ensure the candidates' safety and efficacy. Vaccine research and development has entered the final stretch, although China is among the top tier in the world in vaccine development, it will not jump the gun just to become the first. Jung said. There are a lot of criteria to evaluate a vaccine among uh, which the most important are safety, efficacy, accessibility, and affordability, Jung said. He noted that China is preparing for mass production of the vaccine. According to Jung, 15 
vaccine candidates developed in China have entered clinical trials with five of them in phase three. As China has put the epidemic under control, the phase three clinical trials have to be conducted overseas facing some difficulties and challenges, Zheng said. More locations in China are preparing for mass vaccination against the novel coronavirus as vaccines are likely to be available by the end of this year. The Global Times learned from a source that the National Disease Control and Prevention System held a video conference on Wednesday to train employees across the country on the work of vaccination, including an introduction to the COVID-19 vaccines, how they are to be administered, how to deal with abnormal reactions and requirements on circulation management. The information indicated that some COVID-19 vaccines are very likely to be approved by the national authority and provided to the public soon. Tao Lina, a Shanghai-based expert of vaccines and a former Shanghai disease prevention and control employee, told the Global Times on Wednesday. Chinese authorities have said on many occasions that domestically made vaccines are likely to be available by the end of this year. But Tao predicted that the vaccination would not be so mass or carried out very swiftly. As many Chinese people live in places where the, the epidemic has been brought under control and they may think it's not necessary to get vaccinated. At the beginning, the priority will be given to people at high risk like medical staff and people in the cold chain industry but the public may also get vaccinated if they register, Tao predicted. Sinopharm Holdings, affiliated with China's leading vaccine producer, Sinopharm Group has started a large-scale exercise across China to test its capacity and capability for mass distribution of vaccines the Global Times learned. Analysts said logistical practices should be strengthened in areas with sporadic COVID-19 outbreaks, such as northwest China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, southwest China's uh, Sichuan Province, and north northeast China's Heilongjiang Province, which will possibly be the first to receive the vaccine. Tangyuan County in Heilongjiang on Tuesday opened registration for the public to sign up for two doses of the COVID-19 vaccines for 421. It's um, equal to $65 in total, becoming the first region in China to officially open early vaccine accessibility to residents. Local residents can voluntarily get vaccinated at designated medical institutions at charge of 420 yuan for two doses per person, including the, the cost of syringes, injections, and insurance, according to an official statement from the county government on Tuesday. A staff member of the county's Epidemic Prevention and Control Office told the Global Times on Wednesday that each local resident is eligible to sign up for the vaccination, but the first dose have yet to arrive and the registration is underway to gauge the number of people willing to receive those. About 200, 250 
thousand residents live in the Tangyuan County. Southwest China's Sichuan province has also begun coronavirus vaccine emergency use for 12 types of high-risk groups. About 2 million people with inoculations scheduled to be completed by the end of the year, media reported. It was reported that inactivated COVID-19 vaccines were the main vaccines to be administered in Sichuan. The vaccine costs uh, 200 yuan per dose, the same as the one used in Zhejiang province, which was launched in October. East China's Jiangsu becomes the latest province to purchase two types of domestically developed inactivated vaccines for emergency use at this wholesale price, according to a public document posted on the official website on Tuesday, the Jiangsu provincial government signed with two leading Chinese COVID-19 vaccine producers, Sinopharm and Sinovac, at the wholesale price of 200 yuan. It's equal to Three, no, thirty dollars per dose. Yeah. And this is this was the end of uh, the article about Chinese vaccine. Yeah, Afif. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you heard really that? Amazing. Yeah. Have you heard yeah. that? Um, China has launched its. Uh, aircraft to the moon to learn oh yeah yeah and also they create like one of the big energy and bigger than sun you know i get like the energy i see you know uh, they wanted to get a soil of uh the moon and to become the third country which has its own uh, soil of the moon yeah so amazing so yeah we are done uh Fif, thank you for okay. being here we are really happy to have you All here right. mm. yeah. if you want to say something you can say now mm. our listeners are listening to you yeah of course so Thank you guys, thank you Omar and this podcast is really amazing you work so well and I think that we need the information like this every day and we hope that we can invite it, the new yeah, guest inshallah, inshallah, speaker yeah. Yeah, we are trying so to make our podcast productive and, infor- and informative as much as possible yeah. Yeah. yes, you're right for the young generation Yeah. yeah. inshallah it will be Inshallah. Okay, Omar. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Afif, uh, for being here. <laughs> yeah. And Thank you so yeah, much. Inshallah, you, maybe you can become our constant uh, guest. Um, I mean, in the episodes which are going to be made uh, in the future. Yeah. Inshallah. It, can, it will be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Afif. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.